Chapter 30 Ishtar Visits Nineveh Toma was happy. His contingent of chariots was heading south, and this time he didn't have to kill anyone or plunder anything. It was a trip with the goddess Ishtar. He felt it was heavenly. Katie sat in the royal coach with Queen Uni, Citri, and Kamara, the queen's handmaiden. Rebea sat next to Katie, another insurance policy to safeguard Ishtar's health and safety. Although it was a royal coach, these were ancient times. This coach didn't have a roof, a heater, or padded seats. Katie wanted to be in the front, standing in a chariot like Renee, not sitting in the ladies' cart. She caught glimpses of Renee in the first chariot next to Toma, trading reins and learning the techniques of a charioteer. Her turn would come. Her body had to heal, and this was the best way for her to travel. Renee used the opportunity to further his new friendships. Citri, his potential heartthrob, was riding in Katie's cart, and his friend Sadat was here with Devi, one of the best chariot drivers in the ancient world. Sadat received permission from Mudad to go with Renee. It was a smart move on the priest's part. Besides introducing Sadat to the latest in warfare, he would help his mother, Rebea, keep close tabs on Ishtar's party. Following the Lalish River, the chariots drove through snow-covered hills toward Nineveh. They settled into a familiar routine. The horses functioned well as a unit, quickly traveling the ten miles of steep hillsides before they gave way to open meadows. When the road widened, the chariot teams paired and continued the trip side by side. There wasn't much conversation in the women's coach, as the road noise was quite loud. Citri and Uni often whispered to each other, ignoring others in the cart. At one point, Katie looked at Kamara sitting next to her, caught her eye, and smiled. She was glad the sun was out. It was brisk enough to see her breath, so the warmth was welcome. Toma's skills impressed Katie. He was very competent running the squad. She liked the cadence of the horse march. The noises of the rattling carts, the creaking leather, and the snorting horses were familiar and soothing. It reminded her of the busy, chaotic moments at the rest stops during her endurance riding days. Look up, Rebea said. Katie saw dark silhouettes hovering high in the air. Then Rebea pointed out to the left of their cart. Many vultures and ravens were feasting on several dark forms in the snow. Their coach went past two of the mounds, and Katie saw they were sheep, dead baby sheep. One was still inside the placenta as a giant vulture with tattered black feathers pulled off a large piece of flesh with its craggy beak. He threw a torn, rugged lump of meat and skin into the air and let it fall back into his open mouth. Two beady eyes set in an ugly head examined the treasure looking for another mouthful of the aborted fetus. The storm must have caused the ewes to abort, Rebea, Katie said. Rebea nodded. The next moment, their cartwheel lurched over a large rock, and Katie felt a stab of pain in her shoulder. She became lightheaded, and a wave of nausea flooded through her. Closing her eyes against the anise, Katie dropped her head. Maybe she wasn't strong enough to endure the hours of traveling in an old cart along crappy roads in poor weather. The thought angered her as she shook off the pain and weakness, sat up straight, and put on a manufactured smile. She couldn't appear weak or vulnerable until she knew who to trust in this circle. But Rebea knew Ishtar was hurting and worried for her. I will rest in Nineveh, Katie assured Rebea, patting her knee. Katie was excited to see Nineveh. It was the goddess's birthright. But it was a four-hour journey, and she hoped she was strong enough. 
Two hours into the ride, a message filtered from the back up to Toma. He yelled for a halt, and the procession slowed, then stopped. They were still several miles from Nineveh, but a cart near the rear had developed a problem. Pulling his chariot to a stop, Toma jumped out and jogged to the back to see what happened. Rene followed. Yuni stood as the cart stopped. I must see about this, she said, waving for her driver to open the cart door. Citri followed Queen Yuni. I need to get out for a minute and stretch my legs, Katie said. I'll go with you, Inanna, Rebea replied. Rene appeared soon after. What happened? Katie asked him. A wheel came out of true, Katie. Two spokes have delaminated because the outside of the rim is separating. It sounds complicated. Is it as bad as cracking an oil pan on a pickup? He chuckled, remembering when the old truck broke down. It seemed such a long time ago now, when he and Katie were working sheep in Dineta, Katie's Navajo reservation. Katie was still in veterinary school then. That was a great summer, he said. How long will the repairs take? Delaminating sounds like a modern problem, Rene. What happened to the wheel? The rim of the wheel is not staying in a true circle, and the spokes have pulled apart. Toma is using wet rawhide strips to lash the spokes together. Then we will pee on it. Why would you do that? Katie chuckled at the picture it made in her mind. It's a camping joke. You know, rawhide gets tight when it dries, right? Yes, I know that. But where does urinating occur? If you must tie something and make it tight, you wet the leather before you make the knot. If you're short on water, you can always pee on the lashing to moisten it before the final tug and tie. Oh, I thought that was just an old wives' tale, Katie laughed. Hey, Renee, did you see the dead sheep along the road? Yeah, do you think it's brucellosis? Oh, I didn't think of that. It sure could be. We'll have to return to help them. Renee stopped and looked at her. Why are you still doing this? What? Doing what, Renee? I don't know what you mean. He looked straight at her, but her face was expressionless, as if she didn't have questions about her mission, her day, or her role in life. She did, but those scary thoughts were kept inside, deep within her, and she refused to let the feelings out. She knew Renee was having doubts as well, and she couldn't allow herself to go there. If she let those questions surface, she would feel adrift and cast off again. Someone needed to keep it together. Katie, we are here, with no tools or medicine. But we have knowledge, Renee. I know we can help. How, Katie? We have all this stuff in our heads, but we can't use it. They have no needles, no surgical tools, no vaccines, and no antibiotics. She pulled him close and hugged him. There was nothing else she could do. How do you console a person who feels he will be in jail for the rest of his life, she thought. This is so uncharacteristic of Renée. He has never talked this way. Renée was Katie's primary support. Now she worried he was getting discouraged. They needed one another, and she knew they must stay active and healthy to protect each other. I have you, and you have me, Renée, and that's the only thing that matters. We'll figure this out together, okay? Let's talk about something else. Is Toma a good teacher? Katie asked. You mean driving chariots? Katie nodded. Yes, you've been his driving partner since we left. I've been watching you two. Can we switch places? You can sit with Citri, and I'll learn how to drive a chariot. What do you say, Renee? I don't know, Katie. You gotta juggle the reins in different hands while you're driving. Renee, I do surgeries. I can teach my hands how to hold reins. Take me to the chariot. Walking to the front of the line of waiting horses, Renee helped Katie step inside Toma's chariot. 
Katie stood at the helm and gathered a rein in each hand. Am I doing this right? she asked Renée. No, he said, moving next to her. He held out his hand and Katie relinquished the straps. Stand straight with your legs apart, look ahead, and spread your fingers, pointing them forward. Like this? she asked, fanning her fingers with her palms facing the ground. Nope. Turn your hands up like you're grabbing a steering wheel at the three o'clock and nine o'clock positions. Katie flipped her hands. Good. Now gather the rein into your hand, starting at the bottom, and run it between the ring finger and the pinky. Rene continued his demonstration. This way, so it comes out between the first finger and the thumb. This gives you more control. Then you pinch the rein between your thumb and forefinger and close your palm to grip the line. He handed the reins back to Katie. How's that feel? he asked as she adjusted the reins. A little awkward, Katie replied. This way is better, Katie. Relax, like you're driving a car. Bend your elbows and bring your arms closer to your body. It shifts control away from your wrists so your hands won't tire. Don't hold your hands so tight. Move them back and forth as a unit as you turn your body. Go with the flow. Thomas saw them in his chariot and came to investigate. We are ready to go, Toma admonished. I'm showing Katie, I mean Ishtar, how to hold the lines. The goddess wants to drive the chariot, Rene said. I don't know if I'm ready, Rene, Katie interjected. Seeing Citri approaching, Rene reset his focus. Toma's a good teacher, Rene said. I'll go back and sit with the ladies, he volunteered and turned his charm on Toma. Can you show Ishtar how to drive, Toma? You're the finest teacher I know. I'll be fine riding with Citri and Queen Uni. Smiling, Toma nodded. Katie laughed. Thank you for your sacrifice, Rene. I know it'll be hard for you sitting in the cart, she smirked, next to Citri. Toma walked with Rene to the lady's carriage. Aunt Uni, he said, Ishtar wishes to ride in the first chariot. She's asked Rene to assume her place in the cart. Uni nodded her head, and Citri smiled as the young fellow swung into the coach. Up front, Katie smiled, too, remembering long-forgotten feelings of puppy love. When Toma returned, commands rang out, and the parade rumbled into action again. End of chapter. Thank you for listening. You can follow the story on my blog, jeadvm.com. Once on my blog's front page, go to the menu, pick My Books, and select Katie Becomes Ishtar. That'll take you to the Ancient Katie series of books. Inconvenient Goddess can be purchased as an old-fashioned paper book, or an e-book, as well as an audiobook set, or can be downloaded from the audiobook site Spotify. More details are on my website, jeadvm.com.